Inherently Happy, Episode 110, A Happy Bully. Yowza ha ha, my happy friends. There is no such thing as a happy bully. For a bully is all about bitterness and shame, and happy is balance and growth. You can have a happy ex-bully, but that's it. One who realized the error of his or her ways and decided to turn it around by being open to the family of mankind instead of at odds with it. Bullies can only exist in the context of others. You need someone to bully. If you live alone and never see anyone else, then you're just a bitter hermit. If you've never seen a gleeful maniac in the wild, they exhibit high levels of pain and frustration, indulge in activities both selfish and cruel, and suffer from guilt and sadness, clouding their minds and weighing down their hearts. Is there a cure? There may be, but first you have to admit to it and acknowledge that it's not healthy to feel or act so mean and that maybe you need a little help finding your balance and your ability to grow, finding your happy. But the first step, you have to admit it. Don't fret none, don't fret none, I'll start. There was once a guy, we'll call him Biffy, because he was a human toilet. Hey Biffy, remember that time you shamed me in public and laughed about it? No? Too long ago? Shall I elaborate? Very well. First, my happy friends, it's important to know I had, at that point in my youth, just emerged from a solid decade of incessant bullying when the Biffster pulled his little stunt. I don't know if it was a bet or a dare or just a feeble little notion he had in his own stupid head. Hey, Biffo to do what you did, to make you toy with your own life like that. Were you hoping I'd be too stunned to know what to do? Well, you actually succeeded in that. See, you effectively obliterated years of carefully constructed coping and defense mechanisms that were holding me together like so many cobwebs and scotch tape. I snapped. I admit it. My mind left me. My heart went to sleep, my conscience took leave of my sense of morality, and I let myself dream of your destruction. As you smirked and walked away triumphantly, after humiliating me in front of my friend, my ears rang, and my eyes got hot, my vision became blurry, and I couldn't hear anything distinctly. I felt like, it felt like, an implosion of my soul. And this amused you greatly. The depth of human cruelty had never before been made so clear. He knew me, this bully. We'd gone to the same school for years. I wasn't overly fond of him, as he was unkind to all. So I avoided him when I could. But this time he came over to me. I was sitting down to lunch by the country club pool, whose membership had been gifted to us by a rich family friend. 
I've been having something of a great year. I went from bench warmer to varsity letterman, from academic probation to honor roll, and from sickly mope to social butterfly. It was in that last capacity that I must have offended the sensibilities of said bully. Perhaps he didn't like to see me in my swim trunks, sitting poolside with a pretty girl whom I'd known since kindergarten, but hadn't seen for years. We were hitting it off because I was comfortable in who I was for once. She even noticed the improvement in me. I was having a great time. I could see the bully glaring at me under his prominent brow, grunting to his pack, but I tried to pay him no mind. I'd ordered a tuna melt and was letting it cool as I laughed with my friend at our table. And that's what must have set him off. Another human being enjoying life. <sighs> Misery demands company. So he got up and came over. I saw him approach. When he was standing by the table, I said hello and called him by his name, something I had never done before, having never spoken to him once in my life. I introduced him to my friend to be polite. He just stood and smirked, then reached for my plate. Do you want some? I asked. But he just raised my lunch up, turned the plate over, and dumped my open-faced sandwich into my lap. The cheese was hot on my bare legs. I was in shock. I just stared at him. He smirked and walked away. The world became cold and small. All the warmth and kindness drained away. It didn't matter that I'd improved my outlook or my health or that I'd increased my circle of friends for the first time in years. Nope. I was suddenly that sickly, sad object of ridicule once again. So yeah, I stopped giving a fuck. I snapped. I don't even remember standing up. I was just suddenly moving along after him, observing him, but not really registering that it was a person I was following. He was a thing that I needed to break to release me from this dissociative fugue state of mindless intent. I caught up to him at the edge of the lap pool as he laughed with his potty. A hand tapped him incessantly, insistent, insistently upon the shoulder. I could only assume that the hand was mine, but it seemed to operate unbidden. The troll turned to look down on me, still laughing, and then turned away again, dismissing me. The hand tapped the shoulder once more, harder this time. It was ignored. And so came the slap. Hard and resounding, even through the t-shirt the troll wore. This caused a rounding turn that was oh so swiftly met by a double-fisted front-of-shirt grab by what must have been my own hands. And then came the headbutt. It was perfectly timed and placed to bring his mouth and nose into contact with my forehead. Just as I jumped up, at the same time, I pulled him down.
The sound of skull on teeth and nose echoed with such a satisfying crunch, and then nothing. The next thing I knew, I was looking at blue sky and clouds. The sun was shining, the birds were singing, and I was myself again. I sat up to a gathered crowd of horrified onlookers. I'm all right, I assured them, but they weren't looking at me. I looked down and there was a bully troll beside me with his face in the water. <laughs> I gave it a jostle with my elbow and knocked a broken tooth loose that sank to the bottom of the pool, trailing blood. It was pretty cool. I felt my forehead and pulled something off that was stuck there. It was the other piece of the tooth. <laughs> then the remaining band of bullies pulled their gang leader's head out of the water just as club security hauled me to my feet. The troll wound up with broken teeth, a cracked jaw, and severe swelling of the brain. Due to the nose bones that jammed up there so hard, they had to put him into a medically induced coma to deal with the swelling. <laughs> I had gone way overboard. He dumped a sandwich and I put him at death's door. Who was the bully now? If only I had listened to happy and chosen balance and growth, then none of this would have happened. I mean, he still would have dropped food on me like a sulky toddler who doesn't know how to use his words, but I would have let it go. I should have let it go. If I could, I would change it. If I could go back in time and let Happy take over, then I'd just be writing fiction instead of a confession and the last will. He never woke up again, and they eventually had to pull the plug and harvest his organs. They sued my family straight into the poorhouse, turned our name to mud, and I went straight to death row. Today is the day they finally eliminate me. And now I'm dead. But at least... So is he. Except that he isn't. He's alive and thriving somewhere, having spent no time behind bars for his attempt to assassinate my character in public. He may never find himself on a chain gang because of this, but others need to know that bullying is about intent. And so even a mean look or a rude prank can qualify if its intent is to attack. I would never kill someone in real life when writing about them and exposing their crimes is so much more satisfying and fun. It can release some of the frustrated stress. That's the power of telling your story, the facts and the fantasies both. It can bleed off some tension and show others that balance is possible even when we go to extremes and from there, growth and happy. Ha ha, Yowza.